Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. All right, so this morning I want to speak about faith and um, particularly about overcoming unbelief. Unbelief. The spirit of unbelief. The greatest hindrance to a believer is unbelief. There's nothing wrong with the power of God. There's nothing wrong with what God is doing in the church. The greatest hindrance is unbelief. It's like fire. If you have fire, it's not going to do really well in water. But just put it on some dry sticks and some dry wood and dry grass. Same fire, different result. So unbelief is, is like water on the fire. Nothing wrong with the fire. So God wants us to walk in faith. Unbelief will stop every blessing in your life. But faith will open every door. It's amazing. Every time I, I've had a, a breakthrough, it was when unbelief had to get out the door. Then suddenly a breakthrough comes. But when there's unbelief, it's like even our language changes. Have you noticed that? When there's unbelief, everything is wrong, and, and, and then we become critical, and God's not going to do it, and we complain to our wife, and why is this not happening? That's unbelief that speaks. So every, the greatest hindrance in our life is unbelief. Even we look how God took, took them out of, the, out of Egypt. It, it was unbelief that kept them there. But when faith was there, the door was open. So every door in your life shall be opened in Jesus' name. Amen? Through faith in God. Unbelief. And it's not about, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen? But it's not a logos word. You can know the word in your head. It has to be a rhema word that's in the heart. Because unbelief is rooted in the heart. That's where unbelief sits. Sits in our heart. It's a, and from our heart come our actions. From the heart come our thoughts and our emotions and how we proceed in life. Everything is rooted in the heart. Unbelief is settled there. If we can get rid of unbelief in the heart, everything in my life begins to change. And so it's a heart condition. It's not a head condition. It's a heart condition. And unbelief is not a neutral position. There's no neutral in the kingdom of God. You know, when you have a car, you have, you, have, um, you know, drive, neutral, and reverse. In the kingdom of God, there's no neutral. We're either going forward or we're going backwards, but there's no neutral in God. See, I can't say, well, I'm in unbelief, but I'm just, not, I'm just not believing, but I'm not disbelieving. That doesn't exist in the kingdom of God. There's no neutral in God. We're either going in first gear, second gear, third gear, or we're going in reverse. Because with God, there's no neutral. There's no place in the kingdom to just sit and say, well, let me just see what's going to happen. In the kingdom, you have to take hold of the word of God. In the kingdom, there's a yes and an amen. Amen? There's no going backwards with God. So, unbelief is like that. Unbelief, unbelief is actually a posture. Did you know that? 
Unbelief has a posture. Unbelief has a look to it. It's actually, unbelief is the defiance of God and His Word. Sometimes, you know, when we're in unbelief, what we're basically saying is, Lord, let me see if you can move me. They sing the song, I shall not be moved. (laughs) You heard that song before? That's unbelief. Unbelief does that. It's an action. It's a posture. There's no neutral when it comes to to the things of God. We have to go forward and take it with a big resounding yes in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? That is faith. Faith. Unbelief is defiance of God and his word. Now look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. I'm going to read this for you. It says this. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen. That's what the word says. The promise of God in him. Or not maybe I'm going to see. Or not maybe I'm going to sit back and, and see what happens. No. The promises of God in him are yes. Can somebody just say yes right now? Yes. It's a yes. It's an expression. It's an outward work of faith. All the promises. That is how we're supposed to receive the word of God. When you hear the word of God, there's something in our heart that's just saying, yes. It doesn't matter who's saying it. It doesn't matter which vessel God is using. It's a yes and an amen. All the promises of God are yes. I'm not going to say, well, you know, Lord, it's 2019. I'm not too sure about that page. I'm not too sure that's relevant anymore. It says all the promises, every promise. When it comes to healing, it comes to deliverance, it comes to seeing our lives changed, it comes to seeing our families changed, it comes to seeing our marriages restored, it's a yes for me. It's a yes and an amen in Jesus' name. So faith, so faith takes it as a yes. doesn't sit back. See, the neutral, post, uh, neutral posture sits back and says, well, you know, I'm not sure God can do that today. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Or, you know, we know that that happens for some people, not all people. No, this is all promises. Every promise. Everything God has promised you, it is a yes. It might, there might be a hindrance. There may be a delay, but it's a yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. And that's what I'm trusting God tonight. We're going to see a yes and an amen. God's going to touch people's lives and we're going to see situations changed in the mighty name of Jesus. So faith takes the promise as reality. It's a reality. You might not see it, but it's there. It's real. And I just think, you know, when you, you see Joshua and his army and they're walking around the walls of Jericho, you know, when he said, listen, guys, we're going we're gonna to give a shout of praise. We're going to shout. After the seventh time, we're going to shout. We're going to lift our voices. I wonder what some of the people are thinking. But the Bible tells us that those people gave a shout. They gave a real shout. They were not ashamed. You know, sometimes the preachers say, come on, let's shout hallelujah. And we're just like, can you imagine all Joshua, their whole army went, hallelujah. They, they would have looked at those guys and said, oh, these guys aren't for real. Nothing's going to happen. 
This is a joke. You see, but they had as a reality, those walls were already down. It was real for them. It was just done deal already. They weren't going to wait for it. It was done. God had said it. It was theirs by faith. And they gave a shout of victory. It was a yes and an amen for what God has said, even though it hadn't happened yet. That's, that, that, see, unbelief, unbelief sits back and says, well, well, let's just see what happens. Unbelief says, if the walls come down, I'm going to shout. God says, first shout, and then the walls shall come down. You're going to see healing? First give a shout of praise, and then the wall comes down. Nowhere in the Bible was it ever first see and then praise. It was always first praise, and then you shall see. Amen? That is faith. Unbelief is, is totally different. Unbelief. We, and you see, you know, I grew up in the church, but there was unbelief in my heart. I'm not talking to unbelievers. I'm talking, to, I'm talking about the greatest hindrance in a believer's life is unbelief. Takes it as a reality. Now, so let me just talk about how we can walk in this kind of reality. Luke 18 verse 17 says this, Assuredly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Isn't that powerful? Whoever doesn't receive the kingdom as a little child. Now, God is not saying we should be children. God doesn't want childish people. He wants us to receive as a child. As a child. Have you noticed something about children? How simple their faith is. Children have the most simple faith. You just tell them, listen, next week I'm taking you to Orlando, to, to Disney World. Every day they're going to remind you. Mom says we're going to Orlando. My dad says we're going to Orlando. They tell all their friends. You know, you weren't even sure if you're going, but they know, they know that you are going. They have a faith, and there's just a simple faith on the inside of them. We're going to Orlando. They have simple faith. They just believe children are just simple that way. And have you noticed with a with a, a like a, a young young child, like a one-year-old or a two-year-old? how they just look into your eyes. They look right through you, don't they? And I remember one day, you know, I stay in a closed community and we used to have a guy. He was just a difficult man. And he and I, we had some issues together. And, you know, so now we, you know when you have an issue with somebody, every time you see them, there's like a little bit of a, you just don't have that purity of, in, the, in your face, do you? It's like, you're thinking stuff when you see them, you know? <laughs> And one day he came to my door and I was wondering what he was, what he was doing. And I had my little, I think I had my, one of my kids with me and just, just small at that stage. And he opened the door. Now I'm thinking stuff already. And then this, my little child was looking right into his eyes, just like wouldn't just look right through him. And I was thinking, stop doing that. <laughs> you don't know this man. <laughs> But you can't do that to a child. Why? They have simple faith. 
They're not thinking anything. They're just accepting it as it is. And that's how God wants us to be when it comes to the promises of God. You're not thinking anything negative. You just say, it's a yes and an amen. God has said it. It must be my portion. Doesn't matter what his experience has been. Doesn't matter what his experience has been. If my God said it, I'm going to believe it. I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm not going to be ashamed of the word of God and the promises of God. I don't care what science says. The Word of God is above science. I don't care what anti-church people say. God is above that, and I don't have to be ashamed. I can be just like that little one-year-old. I believe with all of my heart that my God is able to do it, and He shall do it in my life. That's, that's faith. You see, neutral position is we start thinking. We get into our educated mind. All our doctorates get in the way. And we start, somebody says a word, and we start thinking, well, you know, I'm not too sure how that's going to happen. Somebody's going to pray for the sick, and we know too much, don't we? I love the story in Africa somewhere. Someone prayed for somebody and lifted them out of the bed, and he got, got healed. And what he didn't know was there was pins, and this person couldn't move their leg. But he didn't know it. So he went in there with a child faith. But if he knew it, he would have gone in his scientific mind and said, well, you know, steel doesn't bend, does it? See, unbelief gets us into that mode in, in little things, little things. Just think about you start praying for your, your kid's marriage. You think about that guy, you think about that girl, and you start coming up with reasons why it's not going to work. And we get complicated in our faith. The Bible says, be as a child. Just be as a child. You just go, you tell, I have prayed. I'm so excited. This, this situation is going to turn around in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We need to get back to just simple Bible talking people where the word is more real than any giant, any wall that's in the way. We just believe it with all of our heart. God wants us out of unbelief to be as a child. Now, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 2 says this. Therefore, therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. As a babe. So again, God doesn't want us childish, but he wants us as babes. Desire the pure milk of the word. Well, what is a babe like? I, I'm guessing many of you have had kids. How many of you had kids? Let me see your hands. Right? We've all had to bottle feed our children. And that's the amazing thing about a little child as it's born, how it immediately wants to nurse on its mother. You know, that baby doesn't ask questions. <laughs> Who is this? You know, we get complicated when it comes to the Word of God. Who is this guy? Who is this South African guy preaching right here? We're not sure if we want to drink this word right now. <laughs> A baby doesn't do that. I remember one of my kids, I would just be carrying the bottle to them, and they start flapping their hands. Like, they just got excited. They knew Something good was coming. Yeah. <laughs> As
as a newborn babe, when, when you see, I've had to, we've had to teach our church. Because we came out of, out of unbelief. We've had to teach our church how to respond to the prophetic word. We say, um, God is healing somebody's kidney right now. It used to be like, well, I know that's going to happen. We had to teach them. Guys, when God, when a word comes, everybody say yes and amen. Something God has just spoken into the atmosphere. Because you see, when a baby, when you bring a bottle to the baby, the baby doesn't say, Mom, did you have broccoli last night? I'm not sure I'm going to drink that milk. But he flaps his hands and he's so excited. that You could have had garlic and broccoli and all the worst things in the world. That baby's so excited. It was still milk. It's still the word of God. When God speaks, take it with everything inside of you. Just take the word of God and run with it and believe it with all of your heart. That's faith. Unbelief steps into the neutral. Into, well, you know. We're not quite sure. Then we start, and then we get complicated. Can you imagine a baby said to the mom, Mom, is that an Avente bottle? Do you get Avente here? It's like a fancy bottle brand. I've never, no baby has ever, ever asked you how much money you spent on the bottle. They just want the milk. They don't care if it's latex, if it's rubber, if it's plastic. They want it. And God says, when it comes to my kingdom, be like a child. Just take it with everything within you. With all of the error that's happening in the world, when the word comes, take it with everything within you. It's still the word of God. You can still trust it. It still works today. It is still living and powerful today. God is still healing, delivering, and setting the captives free. He still provides. Amen. He still brings the mountains down. He still brings the valleys up. He still straightens our paths. He still holds the heart of every single man. And he still answers prayer. I take it with all of my heart. I am my Jesus lives. My deliverer lives. My Savior lives. Amen. Like a child. Just like a baby. And God says something to you. Just in, in your spirit, start flapping your hands. Just say, something good is coming. I know it's good. I know it's going to be wonderful. I know God is good. You know, how many of you have ever been in a very bad place and a, a prophet or somebody's given you a word and just need to take that word and say, Lord, I don't understand what's happening, but I'm going to believe right now. Something good is going to happen. Amen. Let me straighten my mic. All right, so as a babe. Now, have you noticed that children put a demand? They put a demand on the word. If you want to know a key to the supernatural, you put a demand. I remember our first son. We thought we were such clever parents. We had it all together. And the first night he came home, we were so excited. And in the middle of the night, he put a demand. And my, my wife couldn't breastfeed at that time. So we were, we'd get up. 
And this baby was screaming. We're trying to boil the water so we can make the milk. Do you know how long three minutes is? <laughs> when that baby is screaming like that. And we're like trying to measure the cup and trying to get it all right. And then because it was boiled, we had to cool it down. We're getting the ice out and trying to cool the bottle down, get the temperature right so we can feel. Because there was a demand on the milk. Well, needless to say, the next night, we had the water ready. Everything was ready. But what I'm trying to tell somebody here today, you need to put a demand on the word. Put a demand on what God has said. And don't be ashamed about it. Because a baby can be in the middle of a theater, in the middle of church, or in the middle of the shopping center. They're going to let you know when they're not happy. There's going to be a demand. And we need, to get, we need to get like that as Christians and say, Lord, I am calling on your name. I need your word now. I need your touch now. I need the breakthrough now, Lord, right now. That's how the miracles happen. They said, now, Lord. That's a man of faith. See, a man in neutral says, well, you know, God, if you do it tomorrow, it's fine. If you don't do it, it's fine. I'll understand. I'll just buy a tablet, Lord. I can deal with the tablets. <laughs> Faith says, hang on a minute. I'm putting a demand on that promise. Now, in Jesus' name. Now, in Jesus' name. Amen. It's going to be now. You know, I was praying this morning, and we had an early prayer time, and I felt the Lord say, God's going to restore some of you have, have there's a relationship that's broken with your children. God's going to restore that. And it's going to be now. You're not going to wait five years. You're not going to wait for the kids to grow up. It's going to be now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This year, you're going to see a change in your families. I believe that. It's a word from the Lord. Somebody say yes, yes. and amen. Yes, yes and amen. Hallelujah. You know, and it was like the Lord just says to you, Pastor, your enemies you will see no more. No more. It's like when the Red Sea closed and they didn't see the enemies anymore. It's for you. No more. It's a different season. Hallelujah. All right. Amen, somebody. Is there a clock somewhere? This one just says zero. Oh, there it is. There's no clock? Okay. <laughs> right, so now, now look at this. Psalms 78, verse 18 to 19. It says, and they tested God in their heart by asking for the food of their fancy. Does that sound like a child? No, it doesn't. Because that little baby is not going to say, is this broccoli? But in the, in the wilderness, they began to test the Lord and say, Lord, we, we want, what they were saying is, we don't believe you can do what you're saying. We don't believe your promise is going to happen. They wanted the food of their fancy. And notice this, is that they said it in their heart. In other words, let me say this to you. Do you know that unbelief has a voice? Yeah. You might think, well, I'm just going to disbelieve. I'm, gonna just, I'm just not going to believe anything. And that you're not speaking. No, in the spirit, it has a voice. Unbelief has a sound. Not just a hunger and a disposition. It has a sound to it. And they said it in their heart. 
And God heard it and they spoke against God. Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Now what causes unbelief? I know you know these things, but let me just go through a couple of them. Matthew 14 verse 30. When he saw that the wind was boisterous. Is there a keyboard player that could just play just quietly? When, it says when he saw the wind. In other words, Jesus was saying, you know, he called him, oh, you of little faith. In that what we see matters. And I, I know you're, you're a faith church. I know you know these things. But what we see on the news begins to put us into neutral. Changes our language. What we see in circumstances, it begins to do something in the heart. Changes our language. You see, the realm of faith, is, can, you can never receive from God when you're in the natural eyes. Because with the natural, it looks impossible. How many of you have ever had to go and pray for somebody in hospital? You know how we are. We always pretend we're doctors, don't we? kind of get there and all the machines are going beep, beep, beep and then there's this line with some number on it and we, we study the numbers. <laughs> don't, we, don't we do that? We study the numbers and we pretend like we're doctors suddenly. Mm, looks, you're looking good today. And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and sometimes we, we even read the report. We don't even understand those words but we read the report. But you know, sometimes those reports put something in the heart, don't they? And God wants us to stop looking at what, what is written and what is said. And just go back to looking at the word. Go back to speaking the word. Go back to hungering for the word. Go back to loving the word of God. Speak it. Bible says, I shall meditate on a day and night. Then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall have good, good Good success. Not just, see, success can come today and gone tomorrow. Good success means you're going to be here for a long time. Just turn to the person next to you and tell them, you've got me for a long time, baby. (laughs) Good success. I'm planted. I'm staying. That's the power of the word of God. Amen? So one of the areas that affects us is what we see. And then look at this one. Oh, this this is so good. Matthew 28, verse 16 says this. Now, Jesus died and risen from the dead, and the disciples come to him. And it says this, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Do you see that? Do Do you have the scriptures on the screen? You don't have that? All right. So let me, let me just read that verse 17 again for you. This is in your Bible. Look at what it says. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Now these are the 11. These are the same guys that saw miracles, that saw breakthrough, that saw... Came back to the Lord and said, demons are subject to us. But when, they, when Jesus had died and when raised from the dead, the same, it says some of them doubted. How did they know that they doubted? 
Did they have like x-ray vision into their heart? No, not at all. They could tell by their disposition. Because some ran in and they worshipped and they fell at their feet and they worshipped the Lord. And there was some that kind of just stood back a little bit and said, well, we're not sure of this raising from the dead thing. Maybe it's a ghost. Maybe he had a twin brother. You know, we come up with the craziest things in our head sometimes. I wonder, they, get it. they went into neutral for a, for a moment. And it's like that with the supernatural. Sometimes we don't want to express our faith just in case nothing happens. I've had to deal with this. What if nothing happens? We're going to shout hallelujah. We're going to pray. We're going to tell people God's going to move and nothing happens. What? And when that gets into your heart, you go into reverse. Not into reverse, into neutral, which is worse than reverse. What if? What if? I don't want to get too excited for God. It says they came and they worshipped. I can just imagine some of them weeping and grabbing the feet of Jesus and and crying out and loving him. But some doubted. How did they know? Oh, they could tell. They could tell. They didn't embrace the word. Some embraced him. Some just shook. Have you ever shook someone's hand and it's kind of like they almost push you away? You felt that like stiffness, right? Some of them went to Jesus. Maybe they did that. We're not too sure about this resurrection from the dead. We haven't heard of these things right now. I want to encourage you. Listen, not everything in this Bible is going to make sense to you. But if you will accept it with all of your heart, something's going to change in your heart. Something's going to change. Hallelujah. So, so it's sight. It's suspicion. Hinders faith. You know, when Jesus came to pray for Lazarus, do you know what they said? They said, by now he stinketh. Even our our nose puts us into unbelief. This doesn't smell right. I don't know if it's a saying here, but you know how some people say, I smell a rat. Do you have that? (laughs) Suddenly go into neutral. Unbelief, it's our heart. Do you know what I've noticed with the things of God? When you start praying for something, sometimes it gets worse. It's like the devil has his last little say. And what is he trying to do? He's trying to get us into neutral. In our, in our culture, we have a deliverance weekend. We see, we see people in, in, in our African culture, we have... People dedicated to witch doctors and and all sorts of, and we see demons come out of people. See demon people delivered and set free. And, you know, sometimes we don't understand these things. But God speaks it and God says it. And so faith manifests itself in simplicity of hearts. And you know all about Thomas. He wanted... What did Thomas want? He wanted physical evidence that God was moving. 
physical evidence that God was moving. And we, we had to shift our church into the, let me see if something's happening before I get excited, into I don't need physical evidence to know that God is present. It's amazing how we can do that for salvation, right? We pray for people's salvation. We don't look for any physical evidence. Even when it comes to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, people come, we don't need physical evidence. But when it comes to the supernatural, we, want, we become suspicious. We want to see God. I want to feel something before it happens. No, in the kingdom of God, it's first face and then a manifestation. Somebody say it with me. First face, then a manifestation. Never in the Bible was there manifestation, then faith. First faith, then manifestation. And God said to Thomas, blessed are the people who believe even though they haven't seen. There's a blessing on your face. There's a blessing on your hope. There's a blessing on that prayer where you say, Lord, I'm trusting you for a miracle in my life. Jesus loves that. Faith is Precious to the Lord. See, Satan's not after you. He's after your faith. The Bible says, let him ask in faith, not doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven, tossed by the, by the wind. Let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. Amen? Uh, let me bring this to a close. My, my son there, my, one of the twins, my, my little boy, Seth, he has such a sweet nature. He'll come to me and he'll say, he'll say, Dad, can, can you take me tomorrow to, to get a book? Now, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but sometimes I'm busy. And I just say yes so that he would kind of go. <laughs> I know I'm a bad father. Have, you, any, have anyone ever done that? I just say yes. But he goes, he goes like this. I'll say yes. Then he, then he goes like this, yes. And then he'll hug me. And then he'll go and tell his mother, I'm taking him tomorrow. And once he's done that, I know I better be obedient to that word because otherwise I have to deal with my mother, his mother. But you see that his expression of faith attracted a, an answer from me. And your expression of faith, yes and amen, attracts the blessing of your father. When he sees you go, yes, he's, he says to the Holy Spirit, you better do something now. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Somebody say yes. Yes and amen. That is the power of faith. All the blessings of God in him are yes and amen. That's why God responds to faith like little children. The moment you go like Seth and, and the word is spoken, you go, yes. God's like, whoa. I need to start shifting things in this direction. Come on, somebody raise your hand. Just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for hearing my cry. Thank you, Lord. We call on your name. Lord, it is your custom, Lord, to show your goodness to us. And we call upon that name, that name, the name above every other name, the name that cannot fail, the name that never changes. Jesus, I call on your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. 
Let's just stand to our feet, everybody. I want you to begin to just pray. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Begin to pray. There's some stuff you've been trusting God for, but I want you to say a yes in your heart today. Just say, yes, Lord, I'm trusting you for that breakthrough in my life right now. I'm trusting you, Lord, for my family. I'm trusting you, Lord, for my teenage children. Your I say yes today, Lord. And I receive the breakthrough in the name of Jesus. I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. Breakthrough, breakthrough in my life, Lord. Come on, somebody just begin to pray in faith right now. I sense the presence of God here. I sense the anointing of the Spirit here. Just begin to pray. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely Jesus. You're so faithful, Lord. You will never change. You keep your promises, Lord, for a thousand generations, Lord. You are faithful, God. And we bless your name, Lord. We love your name. We worship your name. We glorify your name, Lord. Oh, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, Lord. Right now, right now, Lord. We kick unbelief out of our lives, Lord. We kick unbelief out of our hearts in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we will take hold of every promise from heaven. Every promise from heaven. And I thank you for it, Lord. Let me just finish by giving you a word here. Bible says, I know all things work together for good to those who love God. I'm going to prophesy over you that God is going to turn everything around for the good in your life. Somebody say yes and amen right now. Yes, Lord. Turn it around, Lord. Turn it around, Lord. Turn it around in the mighty name of Jesus. Turn it around, Lord. We say yes and amen to that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah, Father. We declare right now that every power of the enemy that's come against our life, it shall fall in the name of Jesus. It shall not hurt us. It shall not touch you. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I just see God removing tears from the hearts of people. Just put your hand on your heart. And if that is you right now, I just speak healing to your life. Healing to your heart. Lord, I thank you. You remove the tears. And I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. And we honor you and we love you, Lord. Just restore everything that has been stolen, Lord. In our hearts, right now, right now. You know, I just hear the Spirit saying there's people here, prayers have not been answered and you've gone into neutral. And I want you before the Lord, say, Lord, please forgive me. Lord, where I've turned away from your word and trusting you in simplicity, Lord. You may be, you know, maybe God 
or you didn't understand what God was doing. But somehow, there's a doubt. It's a root. That's what it is. It's a root that's come in. And Lord, right now, take these from us. Take it from us, Lord. And let simplicity return. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.